you are invited as we delve into the unhinged. Well, it ain't working now, Frank. the movie line. The grotesque. And the bizarre. Who calls me from out of the pit? Whether you asked for it or not. This is Late Night Psychorama. much to talk about this week so we might beg to differ on that sorry who even picks these fucking movies <laughs> us interesting so this one might be a 2v1 type situation uh, I could never understand why but all right um uh, joe you cue us in do the do the the beginning the introduction? Yeah, yeah. You guys ready to just go in? Yeah, no time like the present. What are we doing first? Well, I don't have any. Oh, no, well, no, the, introduce the show. I know. <laughs> We've been through this before, but so that I know what we're doing first so I can flow into it. Which one are we doing first? Uh, w- the, the alien one. Okay. Alien! That's <laughs> Honestly, that if you wanted to get that's like that makes the whole movie worth it is just watching just, Jack Palance yeah, screaming alien into an open field. <laughs> okay. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again to Late Night Psychorama, where we will put up a fight to the death amongst ourselves needlessly over this double feature. We do all of our episodes in the double feature format, like the drive-ins back in the day. Uh, there will be spoilers. There will be yelling, as I indicated. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. If you've heard us before, you know the drill. If you haven't, God sorry, help you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, First movie we will be doing tonight is, without warning, the alien terror is here on Earth. And the only ones who've seen it are running for their lives. Without warning, rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Check newspaper for times. Or it came without warning. Or it came without warning. (laughs) Been there. Followed by three on a meat hook. A picture you won't ever forget. Because it touches the full spectrum of the bizarre, the forbidden, the twilight areas of a life destined to be spent in shadow and agony. The screen may never again relate to this subject matter. It will certainly... Never again approach this treatment. Oh, you know all about them, huh? You don't even know their names. Now get them out of here. Look, Paul, why don't you just go on to bed or something? I promised to have them out of here first thing in the morning. But I'm not taking them back on that road this time of night. Do they? I don't want to be unreasonable. But you know what happens to you when you get around women. And it must never happen again. It ain't gonna happen, Paul. I'm gonna 
gonna go fix him something to eat, and I'll show him to the rooms. A child's world robbed of joy by a secret conspiracy of suspicion and fear, dwelling like a lodger in the mind, insinuating its presence into every heartbeat, holding a black light to the dreams of childhood, forcing the will into blind canyons of loneliness and despair, a stolen life, pawned to a godless oblivion. The only ones left to mourn, the last witnesses to the execution, suspended in time by a puppeteer with blood on his hands, little broken dolls that go on dancing after the music has stopped. Three on a meat hook. Before we get started, does anybody want to talk about anything they've watched recently? You know, you are a much better speaker than I am, Joe. You should. You're 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 the captain, as far as I. I'm I, the captain now. I I listened. <laughs> I listened to the the last episode that went up, and literally every third word out of my mouth is like. It's just like it happens. Yeah, but it's just how I speak. I'm like a fucking valley girl. But it's today's lingo. I'm sure no one cares. Yeah, but I can if I edited. <laughs> <clears throat> the amount of times I say like by 90%, it would still be overwrought. <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody? Anybody's watching? Uh, every, every movie I watched this week pretty much was in, in involved the, the two movies we're discussing, so I, I shouldn't go, go too far. What about you? What about you? Um, I uh, decided to go on a Jallo bender. Oh, okay, that was me. That was me a few months ago when I went to New York and saw some. Um, after we we watched uh, Eyeball <laughs> the other week, I decided I wanted to go revisit some Jolly that I haven't seen or ones that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, I started off with uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage because I haven't seen it in a while. Nice and. Uh, it was as good as I remember. Was that the best of the of the animal trilogy? Do you think? I think so. I need to see Four Flies on Grey Velvet again first before I make that determination. I know Cat and Nine Tails definitely is the lesser that, of, of the three. That's that's how that's where you yeah you have the exact same uh, rating as I do. Um, but I have to see Four Flies before I make that determination, which I will get to. Uh, and then uh, after that, I watched uh, the Bloodstained Shadow. How was that? It's all right. It, it's um, it's a little, it's a little snoozy, but I I think the story is is pretty good as as far as these go. Somebody told me that's more like a courtroom drama than a Jallo, or am I thinking of something else? No, it's definitely a Jallo. There's no, yeah, but I mean, it has like this like courtroom kind of thing. I could be no. thinking of a different movie. No, there's no courtroom. Oh. There's a priest. Oh, okay. And a cemetery. Oh, all right. Well, and a black glove. Yeah. Killer. Yeah. And a bottle of JMB in there somewhere. Uh, I didn't catch it in that one. I saw it in Bird with the Crystal Plumage, though. Yeah, that's. Uh, and uh, I think next, I haven't watched it yet, but I think next I'm going to do uh, the Red Queen. Kill seven times. Yes. That one has a wonderful main theme. Yes, what I remember. And then I don't know no, what I'm going to do after that, but I'm going to try to find one that I haven't seen before. Uh, 
not that yeah, that'll be hard. There's a bunch I haven't seen. Before. Yeah, there's there's tons out there. Um, Did you ever do uh, death walks on high heels and death walks at midnight? I don't think I've seen high heels. I, I watched both of them. I had the arrow set that they're in, mm-hmm. and I, so I forget which one's which. But they were both they were both really neat. Okay, well I'll get to them. Uh, I also watched the 2010 German adaptation of The Color Out of Space. Oh, I keep on meaning to see that too. That was fucking rad. Okay, I'm definitely gonna watch it now. Um, the effects of the color as it comes up later um, don't look very good because obviously, you know, if you watch it, this was obviously made like with a very low budget and it's digital. So it's, you know, it is what it is, but everything else about the movie is wonderful. Uh, the, the director adapted the story into taking place in Germany. Yeah. And uh, and and also of, of of interest is that the director is actually Vietnamese, but his parents moved to Germany in the seventies, so he's lived his whole life in Germany. But he is uh, Vietnamese. His name is uh, Hunan Vu. Mm. At least that's how it's spelled. I I apologize if I'm not pronouncing his name correctly, but um, yeah, I am really looking forward to seeing more shit from him because the the black and white, because he, he put it in black and white, the black and white looked great. Like, he knew exactly what to do with the light and shadow of black and white. The camera work is really beautiful. Like, it, the camera moves. There's, like, there's tracking shots. There's um, nice, like, like, atmosphere shots. Like, it looks like it was made by a competent director who understands the language of film rather than somebody who makes movies nowadays so that's a full length is it full length or is it short no no no, it's 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 like an hour and 40 minutes do you like it more than the call of cthulhu movie i do actually like the the uh the hp lovecraft historical society movies the the call of cthulhu and uh, and whisper and darkness, I I love those also. Like I I think that they're both really good. But this is like this was on a whole mm-hmm. other level. Like it like like this is a guy who's actually gonna make movies yeah, for a yeah. living. I've only seen the Call of Cthulhu one, but if if hmm. I mean this in a very endearing way, it looks like some fan made movie, right? Which is which is actually part of the charm of it. I really, and yeah. they and they do a great job. It's I mean I've I've watched that movie. Was it kind of was, like a was it a silent or something? Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Whisper in Darkness, they updated to be like a forties yeah. type movie. I remember getting halfway through that and falling asleep. No fault of the movie. I was just like wasted at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're done. they're both really good. But like this is like the only. Other things that this guy has done was before he did this, he did a movie. I'm not sure if it's a short or not. I'm going to guess it probably is uh, like a little movie based on something, I think, in – what was it? It was based on – something in in the gaming universe and he made like a story out of it the dungeons and dragons movie no i forget (laughs) what it is but uh i'm gonna track that down because i'm really interested to see that and then uh, i think he just he he's only 
directed like an episode of some series after that and then there's something in like pre-production now like his next movie which i'm very excited for because this was really good and very understated Uh, according to um st joshi the guy who's like the the authority on on hp lovecraft like he said as far as he's concerned this is the best adaptation of a lovecraft work he's ever seen done on you know on film uh yeah and um i watched something else but i'm gonna wait until we talk about meat hook before i bring that up oh okay okay andrew um no so why don't you <laughs> yeah tell us about without warning four teens who are all over 30 go camping and learn the hard way about extraterrestrial hunting practices there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I remember watching this a while ago and not thinking it was great. And uh, on the rewatch, I kind of it kind of hooked me in or uh, sucked me in in the beginning. I was like, wow, maybe this is going to be better than what I remembered, uh, especially with, you know, that opening kind of scene where Cameron Mitchell gets the little things attached to his neck yeah we get to see cameron mitchell again oh yeah <laughs> but then yeah, yeah no and, and you know the david caruso appearance and everything like that it, it was neat but yeah, it's still it's still kind of dragged on this movie has a stacked cast it does <laughs> and they don't use any of them nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh i'm in the same boat as you i remember watching this a long time ago and it being uh you know, kind of just like kind of forgettable to me and then being kind of excited to like revisit it and maybe I'll like it and then be like, oh, no. Yeah, that's why it was pretty forgettable. Yep. We will. We will, we will all agree. We all had the same experience <laughs> for without warning. Oh, man. Yeah. And it was funny because like there were times where the movie accidentally got kind of like interesting. Mm-hmm. Um But it was just so unfocused and sort of wandering that you couldn't really... Uh, just hold on. I'll still always think it, laugh at that one scene where the girl is reading the uh, no escape. Yeah, she's yeah. Just like no help, no escape. <laughs> well, it's funny. <laughs> the, 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 it's written on the thing, no hope, but they all misquote it as no help, <laughs> which I didn't understand. But I mean, I guess that makes sense. Everybody misquotes things. Well, maybe they were given. You know, in their script, it said that, and then the sign was done after, <laughs> after the fact. That act, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of nice things to, to, to say. I can think of one. You go, you go. Dean Cundy. Yes, yes. The film actually looks nice, thanks to Dean Cundy, which, do we know? do you know how Dean Cundy got involved in this? How did he get involved with this? Because he's friends with the director... And apparently he made four other things with him. All right, you just segued into... I've watched a few of this guy's uh, other movies this week. That would be Graydon Clark. Yep. Uh, I watched Black Shampoo, mm-hmm. which was the best of the three, although uh, well, it's up on par with Without Warning. I watched Satan's Cheerleaders. Okay. Black Shampoo is fun. It's like a it's like a black exploitation film, uh, black exploitation sex exploitation movie. Uh, about a dude, he's a cool guy named Jonathan, and he uh, runs a, uh, a, a hair place, 
and uh, his secretary has a run-in with the mob, and uh, he fights the mob and kills them. All right. That's it. Yeah, but it's cool. The The soundtrack's like, Jonathan, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I can watch this. Um, <laughs> movie saying your name yeah. over and over again. And uh, Satan's Cheerleaders was like, you know, it's like Satan's School for Girls. It was sort of like, it was pretty much like The Exorcist. No, not really, but it was like a cash in, like it was a part of that whole like occult devil mm-hmm. worship movie phase mixed with that whole like cheerleader movie phase and uh, not really as fun as either type of those movies. It was just kind of a wandered around and boring and like, you know, uh, so it set up without warning really well, <laughs> which was, oh, <laughs> uh, you know, without warning starts all right. It's it's got it's got alien killing assholes with this cool like Lovecraftian starfish thing, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 doing my best here to work with this fucking piece of shit. <laughs> um, well, you know what's neat was we we were introduced to to, to four main characters. And uh, they kill off the two that would have actually been enjoyable to watch. <laughs> like I did, David Caruso got killed off really. Yeah, I did one. not even realize that was David Caruso until you said that. Too. Oh, really? Now I'm thinking about it. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was no scenes of him putting on sunglasses. Cocking his head to the side and removing or putting on sunglasses. Um, but, uh, and, and their bodies are discovered along with others, like dripping like pus and blood and stuff, which was like a good little like jolt. And, like, it showed that the movie had teeth. Um, well, I mean, at least for that scene, because the movie just wanders around after that. But later on, like, as we follow our boring, lifeless main characters wander through the woods being chased by this alien that looks like the Marvel superhero version of the Hare Krishna zombie from Dawn of the Dead, <laughs> uh, they kind of go to this bar and... Martin Landau plays a very uh, crazy, yeah, a, a crazy nom vet. <laughs> and there's a scene because the the main characters are trying to explain that their friends just got killed by somebody, some alien starfish thing. Um, that the lights go out, and he's going on like with this like nom vet nuttiness as, as the camera's kind of like going around showing how everybody's scared. But he just plays it like so over the top that it doesn't really work. Like if 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 it was a bit more sober, it was a bit more subtle. It would have felt a lot very tense because yeah. they're waiting for this guy to like uh, go through the door. They all think you know whatever horrible things outside is about to come in, and you see the silhouette come out. And Martin Landau's character pulls out a gun and shoots it, and the guy falls over and dies. But it turns out to the sheriff. And that whole thing could have played like that Twilight Zone episode. Uh, the Monsters on Maple Street. You remember that one? It's a classic, Joe. Come on. I'm sure I do, but I'm not remembering the one, it by the title. All right. The, it's the people that live on the street. You know, it's uh, classic America. And uh, something's going on. The, the the power goes out. People's cars start starting. Uh, 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 okay. And, 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 and everyone's like blaming and, each Everybody's other. turning okay. on themselves. Okay, one yes. guy accidentally shoots, you know, the silhouette that's walking. It turns out yeah. it's the one guy that goes for help. Um, it, it could have been a lot like that, but it just wasn't, you know, there was, it, it, 
the direction to all this guy's movies just feels very lackluster. Nothing really is grabbing you. Or even like scenes where you're watching, it's like this could be cool if somebody, you know, really had like a command on movie making. But it's just. Yeah, even the, the alien as it walks around isn't. They didn't really do a great job with it. It's just like clearly like this, like. Guy yeah, in a costume, yeah. just walking around. I, I, it looks so much cooler when you just see the shadow of it. Yes. it. It reminds me of a. Do you remember the man from Planet X? Yes. Yeah, it reminds me of that. The the little the as Martin Landau says the uh, the critters, the flying critters. Yeah, those were actually really cool. Yeah, how they just latch onto people and 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 every time Jack Palance like carves them out and they just start gushing <laughs> like the slime and stuff. It, it literally sounds like someone's just going. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember what were those toys? I want to say they were like in the late nineties. Maybe they were the early thousands, but they were like these bug toys. But you could fill them up with like the slime juice that they came with in the packaging, and you squeeze them, and they just <laughs> bled all over the place. I fucking loved those things. Uh, they reminded me of them. But uh, on the other side, well, first of all, we have Neville Brand, who uh, has nothing to do. Uh, we have Ralph Meeker, who has nothing to do. And, uh, wow, all this star out, and we had to watch those two boring assholes the whole fucking movie. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, Jack Palance, uh, drunk as fuck, just shouts the most insane dialogue. Well, he believes, he knows that there's an alien out there. And, uh, Clearly. and, uh, he has, you know, a great line where he's, I want to hunt me an alien, <laughs> which is poor Jack Palance. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Somebody take over. I don't want to talk about this piece of shit. Do you think that there's any... I feel like this might have come up in a conversation before, but came out in 1980. It, it, like, the premise a little bit is kind of like Predator. Yeah, that's what this movie's known for. Okay. Like just, the proto-Predator. Interesting. In, in fact, the guy in the alien costume is the guy who played the Predator. Wow. Okay. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Wow. At least he had a, a second chance to, yeah. to do. Did uh, you know that Kevin you, Peter Hall is his name? Or did you, did, was unfortunately he has long since passed away. But R.I.P. Did you know that Jean Claude Van Damme was supposed to play the Predator? Yeah, they actually started filming yeah. with him, and he was annoyed by, I think it like something w- with the suit and the fact that like him being invisible for a lot of it was <laughs> apparently a problem for him. When I was when I was in the fourth grade, um, I was out in the playground hanging out by myself as as per usual, and uh, the this one kid who was like big, like he was like my size now back in the fourth grade, right? Uh, and like two of his toadies were just like like they weren't beating me up, but they were just like picking on me, like you know, like instead of just leaving me alone, they just like had to like pick on me. And, like, it was fucking upsetting, you know? You're getting bullied by this fucking monster fat kid and his two, you know, toadies. And, like, and I was just, like, was filled with rage. And uh, I went home, and I turned on the TV, and I was flipping through, you know, watching movies. And there was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie on, and I could not remember which one. I don't think I've ever seen it since. I only watched it for, like, five minutes. But he's, like, in the desert or something, and he, uh, and he gets knocked down, and... uh you know, I guess it's like a prison or something. He's like maybe in like a POW. I don't, I don't know. But uh, as he's knocked down, you see him grab a handful of sand, and he stands up and he throws it at the guy's face, and the guy's like blind. He's like, ah. So I was like, wait a second, there might be something there. 
<laughs> so the next day at school, I'm sitting in my usual spot, which happened to be near like the playground area where like it's sand, you know. So if you fall on the off the monkey bars, you land on like the pile of sand. I think this is Lionheart, by the way, in case anyone is curious. Oh, is that the name of the movie? I, I think it is. So I'm like, all right. So when this fat fucking cunt comes around, I'm gonna have this huge fucking thing of sand in my pocket. I'm gonna throw it right in his fucking face. This was like my first like sense of fighting back. So I just grabbed two like giant handfuls of sand and put them in both my pockets. You know, you never know, like, if maybe one hand might be, you know, predisposed, it'll have, like, two pockets full of sand. Yeah, I never heard from those guys ever again. I just had the sand in my pocket for no <laughs> fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just waiting for Yeah, him. just waiting for this guy to come back to start shit with me again. Yeah. But never, never happened. Yeah. But just so you know, if you're that guy out there... <laughs> You would have gotten a face full of sand. Yeah, that's South Jersey. He he probably overdosed by now. <laughs> Living under the boardwalk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what was a funny part? You know, to, to, you know who was funny? The Cub Scout leader. Oh yeah, I liked him. I liked it when he was given like he was definitely talking like. Telling the kids how to live out in the wilderness, I had no idea yeah. what he was talking about. Yeah, they're from like the city or something. Yeah, and 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 I just felt like, oh yeah, that would be me if like somebody made me in charge of like fifteen kids. He couldn't even sing along with them; they were singing no. two completely different songs. Yeah, my favorite my favorite line of his was like, "Now remember, if you see a rattlesnake, don't touch it. It's got germs." germs. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. That was the, that was the best part of the movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is this was, and like the most like boring, unexplosive, explosive ending ever. Alien. Yeah, yeah Jack Palance charges after this alien, shouting "Alien!" <laughs> until a lady presses the thing that dynamites. The, why did the alien like the shed? Because that he kept that's, his bodies there. Yeah, and that's where his prizes were. I so guess. yeah, but I mean, like, why didn't he put it on his ship? Did he have a ship? We never, we never saw, saw it. it no, yeah, they never even referenced probably it. not. He, that's probably why he was just on Earth doing that yeah, shit because he didn't have anything else to do. He just stood next to that shack, looking like Michael Myers, and and they blew it up. And <laughs> enough, enough said. I like how we spent like uh, like I think it's like ten minutes or something going back to Jack Palance's house where he takes the little flying critter and puts it in a jar <laughs> yeah. and sets up all, and we just never go back to. Oh that. yeah, so, like, that goes the proof, I guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then the movie after the movie ends, it cuts to a shot of the sky and Martin Landau's character ranting again about how there <laughs> might be people in space. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we had a good run. We had toolbox murders, Alicarda, shockwaves, and we had to fuck it up with this. Do you, Do you think that Martin Landau and Jack Palance like went two years later when they do Alone in the Dark, <laughs> were like over the moon to be oh, actually? Yeah directed yeah because it's been years and years since i've seen alone in the dark but i remember jack palance was sober at yes least. yeah martin landau went on to win an oscar this is true <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes he did many years later yeah <laughs> yeah going back to dean cundy for a second apparently he was uh warned by people that he should not do this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. because he had done Halloween and was getting, you know, yeah. some some praise for that, but because he was buddies with Great and Clark, he was like, "Nah, this is fine." I uh, I I'm sure he was I th- I'm nearly positive he was the um 
DP on the two other movies I mentioned. I I, I remember seeing his name at least. Yeah, for probably. Well, it, the, the thing I read it said he did four other yeah. movies, so I'm I'm assuming. Um, he wasn't. He did a lot of stuff back then. He did um, the Witch Who Came from the Sea. Remember that? Yep. And uh, I can't remember the one movie they played at X Fest. It was like a weird like crime thriller movie. I remember seeing uh, Deborah Hill's name on it too. It was before Halloween, so I was wondering if that's how the two, uh, um, how he met Carpenter through Deborah Hill. I remember like thinking about that in my head while that movie played. That's good. I, but was I at that one? I can't remember. I can't even remember the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. I barely remember it. I just remember like Dean Cundey was there. It was like some like revenge cop thriller movie. We'll get back to you on that. What are we at? <laughs> Time wise, we're at twenty-seven minutes. Okay. <laughs> Looks like it's going to be a short one, kids. <laughs> we'll see. Well, no, because we didn't even talk about the masterpiece yet. That's when the great movie that we did this week. Oh, okay. No, no, yeah, I just meant for this for this section of the, the episode. Uh, say something nice about the movie, Andrew. Flying little critters. Say something nice about the movie, Joe. It ended. <laughs> How your turn? What to say? Something nice? Say something. I'm, I'm going. Uh, there's something. <laughs> there's something there. You both have mine, so I'm, I'm... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, the very beginning, like it, it's it's goofy and dumb, but like it could have set up a. It was like a nice little setup for this type of movie, even though the rest of the movie wasn't good. Yeah, I gotta say, like the first ten fifteen minutes of this movie, I I, I had high hopes. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh, okay, just, this man, is gonna be just fun. Drag the rest. Of yeah. Yeah. It, it it was sort of just like they had like they wrote the script in a week. They didn't do a second draft. They didn't tighten yeah. it up at all. They didn't all. even come up with a, it. Seems like they didn't even come up with a, like a better title, you know, like or anything. Yeah, they couldn't even. <laughs> it's they not a great title. They they couldn't even settle on the title. They have two titles yeah. for this movie. It came with it came without warning, and then they're like without warning. I, I prefer it came without warning because. Uh, at, at least it has that like old fifties kind of vibe yeah. to it, which the movie I feel like was trying to touch on a little bit. Yeah, I think like it's, I think it it does that like mildly successfully, but yeah, it's just it's just in such a yeah package. Yeah, it's just like so lethargic. Favorite scene? Uh, the scene where the girl uh uh turns the guy around and he's dead. I was like, at least there's one less boring fucking person I have to watch for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. If it was David Caruso and the other girl who were like fun, affable, yeah. you know, they enjoyed each other's company. They weren't just like two boring, smug assholes that were like just quiet and maybe, I don't know, just like, uh, ugh. there's just something about them. Like if they, I was in a room with them, they wouldn't give me a reason not to like them. But, like, I would just choose not to like them. Just to, just, you know. You ever do that when you're just uh, it's someplace, like, outside, you know, where, like, other people are, and there's just one person. You don't know why you don't like them, but you just don't. <laughs> just there's don't. something about them that just rubs you the same way, the wrong way. Am I alone on that? No. I do that all I the time. I guess sometimes, but... It's like, especially that guy's face. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it, something about I don't know face. what it what it was. What's wrong with your face? It was... 
Like he was like half Boston Terrier. You know, it's just. Ugh. <laughs> All right, can we move on? Okay, we can move on. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right, Joe, kick us into the to the to the fucking meat and potatoes tonight. A weekend lake trip, car problems, a weird father and son duo, American Express, murder, at meat hooks. That was my Cormac McCarthy chapter introduction <laughs> impression. Do you think? <laughs> Are m- <laughs> I didn't expect you to be that amused by that. No, it's because I thought you were doing your mortician lyrics version of it, and then I just had a, a, an image of Will Will Romer studying Cormac McCarthy <laughs> for hacked up for barbecue lyrics. <laughs> But not his like actual like prose of his stories, yeah. just the chapter <laughs> introduction. Uh, uh, this movie's a piece of shit too. But while the other movie was like frustrating, this movie was like cute about it. Yeah, like it was just like it was like the the other movie was like made by people trying to make a movie and failed, <laughs> and this movie was made by like special people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it's kind of endearing for it. I I I put it on, and I I started watching it, and it's like this is just really dumb, cheap regional psycho ripoff movie. It's it's like somebody took Psycho, Herschel Gordon Lewis, and like some fucking hillbilly family Super Eight movies, and put them in a bucket and peed all over it. And dumped it on my TV, <laughs> and and it was just it was just so dull, so lifeless. Yet, like I was captivated by it. And there was even a part about thirty minutes in where like the guy leaves and goes to a bar, and a band s- starts playing yeah, and doesn't stop. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is the song part. You know, in these old movies they have like the song. It's like the Lawrence of Arabia of movie interludes <laughs> involving music well i was like you know what um so i grabbed my book i went in the bathroom and took a dump i'm reading red harvest hammett's okay. red harvest I, I, I'm, I'm like four chapters in it's, it's really neat okay uh, i was enjoying that uh came back the song was wrapping up and uh <laughs> yeah i mean you got to watch that that band's whole set yeah i i, I knew it i've i've been i've i've walked this battlefield yeah. many times i knew what was coming i knew how long i had you know so i got in uh three on a meat hook 
The uh, version of this movie that I watched was I watched it off of Tubi, and they have a shitty VHS rip uploaded. That's the only way you can see this movie of a shitty like film print or whatever. Yeah, but it, I just thought it was interesting because you remember uh, how, how they how like when a cool part happens, <laughs> the v- VHS gets a little yeah. weird. Yeah, and that happened like it was just like a, a real quick just like weirdness right before the girl gets her her head cut off. And I thought that was kind of neat. I was just like, "Oh, cool!" It's like uh, I don't know, felt a little nostalgic. Uh, when when people um, in the beginning, when the first group of girls, very much like Psycho, we start off with uh, a girl a- having a sexual liaison with uh, with somebody in a mm-hmm. hotel room or an apartment. I, I can't tell. Is that her professor or something? Or I, I I don't know. I was in very school. Yeah, I wasn't very clear on this movie at all. Um, <laughs> Uh, then she meets up with her friends. They go to the lake. They all go skinny dipping. They just all jump out of a boat, and uh, the guy is on another boat, like peeking at them, even though his boat's clearly about five feet away from them. Yeah. And they but, don't notice him. But like, I know, like it's it's a, it's a cheap old low budget horror movie that's like you know <laughs> the the uh, has the male gaze. You know, it's the male fantasy. Mm-hmm. But do, has that ever happened in real life where four girls are like let's just strip nude and jump this lake together? Does that happen? I'm sure it's happened. I mean, I'm sure it's yeah. happened. If you can think it, it's happened. But, like, how often? How common? Probably more than you realize. Maybe. That's probably true. Especially back then. Yeah, yeah. And every, like, young, pretty, hip girl in this movie is in love with going to some boring-ass fucking farm. Like, I don't really buy that either. Like, if I was, like, some hip, early 20s city girl, I'd be like, let's go get drinking, get guys buy me drinks, get well, laid, have fun with the other girls. And they're like, no, let's go hang out in this fucking shitty Texas Chainsaw Massacre reject house <laughs> with this guy and his creepy, like, inbred John Waters dad. I I always thought this movie was a cash-in on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Apparently, it's it's a few years before. Yeah, it's 72. Yeah. And it's directed by William Girdler, who's done Asylum yes. of Satan, which is just like this movie, but it's like a bit more cute, like it's a bit more out there and weird, but it's that same like ultra cheap, you know, fifty dollar budget, uh, really boring direction. He's done Day of the Animals, uh, which is a movie I saw as a kid and I kind of enjoyed, even though I was wild about it. And his best movie, The Jaws Ripoff, Grizzly, with Christopher George. Versus a 16-foot grizzly bear. That is... The kill scenes are... You see this, like... This this bear arm just kind of, like, <laughs> casually... <laughs> just, like, casually slap somebody, and then their limbs will fly off. <laughs> and uh, it's terrific. It has the guy from the green slime in it as well. And uh, then he did the Manitou. Do you remember the Manitou? Yep. And then he died at the age of 30 after what? About eight or nine. Oh, you know what else he did? With Austin Stoker, he did the Zebra Force. Zebra the, Killer. Zebra Killer. Oh. Yes. But what, that has another title. The Get Man? Has, some, has another title with police in it, though. I don't know. I just know Zebra Killer, and I know it was also called The Get Man. Because, the, because they played that at the X-Fest mm-hmm. one yes, year. but that was a different title. Wait, it was, a t- it was with police in right. the title. I'm, 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 I'm 90% sure it was police. That's one of my favorite ones that I've seen it at the X-Fest. That was, that uh, was a hit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I remember um, because I always wanted to see it. I knew it for its title, The Zebra Killer. And uh, when it was going on, because it had a different title, I was like, wait a second. Is this the zebra killer? Is this guy really a white dude? 
And yeah, so behold, I was like, okay, I'm glad I got to see this movie. But Grizzly's the best one. He also did Sheba Baby. Yes, with Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in William Girdler fashion, he made it the, uh, the weakest and the dumbest of those. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I really like Grizzly, but it's like, you know, not good. None of these movies really are good. We, we sure picked some doozies this week. I, had, I did have fun with this movie. I did, too. It brought me and, back of being a kid and watching, especially since I had to watch a VHS rip of it. Mm-hmm. This is being like, it was like, you know, back in the summer when I had nothing to do, so I'd sit through like any piece of shit. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, it's, 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 I feel like it's one of those movies where you just turn your brain off and just yeah. enjoy the kills. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. And especially like how like, just like untalented everybody in the movie is so it's sort of just like especially we, the writing yeah. I, uh, I mean that everything's up at the running but um but they would just like you know the camera work everything is yeah just they so, would do the, like these scenic shots that just had nothing yeah it was just like these like a flat angle with people yeah. standing in front of the camera like reciting very shitty dialogue <laughs> and then like somebody would get stabbed and you would just see this it would, like the guy who would play like the killer uh, even though you'd just see his arms like he didn't even have any like adrenaline yeah, and murdering no, he was just like oh I just okay the guy caught action so I guess I have to put this knife in this person the, yeah uh, shooting the, when the two girls got shot in the gut though like I felt like the squibs were yeah. doing a good job there yeah the one girl it looked like she got shot right in her pubic region <laughs> just exploded out of her dress it's uh it is quite gory yeah um yeah it, and and the, at the beginning and the end when it has the the two different um you know uh killing sprees in the house it it does get pretty bloody yeah that's when uh so i mean you guys i'm sure uh kind of called the ending like it was pretty obvious what was going to happen, right? With the father being the actual killer or whatever. Was that? Yeah, it? but he wasn't. It was the mother, I guess. Well, I guess he was killing them and feeding them. Right, but, but the way the movie was set up, I thought was the son when he was watching the girls from afar or not not much afar from in the lake. I thought he just sabotaged their car to like break down and brought them to the house. But yeah. Then, as soon as the father was like, don't you remember? Don't you remember? I was like, oh, I think clearly the dad's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just well, uh, I, was, I was enjoying that because, like, I knew the movie was going to try to reveal that the dad was the killer. <laughs> like, like, a big, like um, my, my four-year-old niece is at my house a lot, mm-hmm. and um, she likes to, like, to hide someplace and jump out and scare me. Mm-hmm. And generally, the place where she likes to hide is under my blanket, or under her blanket, which... She covers fifty percent of herself under it yeah. and like waits for me. <laughs> and when she pops out, I'm just like, "Oh, I didn't know you were there." And uh, that's how I felt about the the yeah. the end of the. But, but then, the cannibalistic mom. But then the mom runs out, and I was like, "Oh wow, what what a cynical shit I was." I was like thinking I was above this movie, and grandma just runs out, and like the dad just accidentally casually puts the meat cleaver into her <laughs> spine. Yeah, I. Like I like it when the one lady walks in and he's just like cutting that severed arm oh, yeah. and it's just like making dinner yeah it's like oh whatever. yeah this movie was dumb really bad and and i liked it more than the other one it was one. fun yeah uh, and the, of course how we had the psycho uh ripoff where like you know beginning you have these cast of characters uh that get all wiped out and you think like oh i guess they're not the leads i guess this person is you have the long-winded psychiatrist giving the explanation of why the people were murdering, just like mm-hmm. Psycho. 
uh, which is really dumb and cute. Yeah, this movie, it was just like dumb, cheap, naive, gory goofiness. I mean, for fuck's sakes, I'll never watch this thing again. <laughs> but but compared to without warning, if you gave three on a meat hook without warning's budget and time, it would have been cool. Maybe. I doubt it, but I mean, it would have at least looked sleeker. But then, but then I take that oh. back because the fact that it looks so fucking dumb f- and cheap was half the reason why I was that, enjoying yeah, it. That and yeah, I feel like the only way like to to watch this is a VHS rep. Yeah, yeah. Piece of shit. The VHS like cover Orbit Video had it, and I used to stare at it all the fucking time when I was a kid. Yeah, it was great. It's just so nasty looking. I love this movie. <laughs> Go gush it, over it. Let's it, do it. Okay, it. It is definitely um, a lot slower than what I remembered from when I saw it like eons and eons ago. But that said, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I can, yeah, I, I, I like. I don't care that we watch this band play for half an hour, <laughs> and and then we get the like the one night stand and the breakfast and 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 the stroll in the park, and that's like another eternity that goes on um yeah the 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 movie gods were merciful and made this under 80 minutes and it's still like fucking took forever we got the stroll in the park and then we got the stroll in the in the countryside yes so and and the scene where they kiss on the couch that goes on for five minutes and the scene where he talks to his mom's grave for about five minutes (laughs) Uh, and then there were scenes where it was just trees for yeah yeah they skinny dip for a long time too, which I didn't mind as much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now here's where I'm gonna get yelled at. Yeah. And possibly fired from from the podcast. Okay. I watched this twice because <laughs> I enjoyed it so, so much. much. I actually watched it again. Wait. Wait. <laughs> and. Then- <laughs> wait. And then and here here here's where that was the one. Here comes the two. After when I watched it the second, like I watched it the first time early in the week, and then I watched it again Friday night, and then after I watched it the second time, I then watched Love Me Deadly. <laughs> <laughs> Three on a meat hook's better than Love Me Deadly. I'll give you that. Oh, 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 This is like, like imagine you hang out with your friend. You don't want to like kink shame or anything, but like if like my friend was just like, yeah, um, I like it when my wife like stomps on my nuts. That's my kink. Mm. That's like what I feel like you just do. Yeah, I watched this thing. <laughs> this is a slow fucking. It's like watching. It's like looking at like some some weird drawing because somebody told you it's one of if you stare at it like a picture pops out at you like the magic eye stuff. Yeah. And 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 it's not true. You're just staring at yeah, this thing. Just dots or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot like that. But oh wow, you're a fucking psycho, Joe. Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> I don't fault you, Joe. I, this movie was. I I don't I don't. You have patience of a fucking saint. I love love me deadly. Ugh. Ugh. Um. The, that that's another one that has like this fucking awesome VHS cover art and. Three three on a meat hook's better than love me. All right, here's a question: Three on a meat hook versus Doctor Jekyll, Dungeon of Death. Ooh. Well, I that's mean, not even yeah, a question. Honestly, I would take three on a meat hook, for sure. 
Actually, this is, I, wow. I might be the odd man now. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will be. I mean, I, I do not understand your affection for that movie <laughs> at all. It's the same as this, but like more weird, pointless, and wild, and it has more going on with it. And yeah. like it has, it, it does have scenes. It's like, more kung fu for Yeah, sure. exactly. It has <laughs> scenes of these random people beating the fucking piss out of each other while like a crazy psycho lobotomy lady like stares wide eyed at it. This is terrible. It, Admitted, admittedly, part of my my thing with movies like Three on the Meat Hook, like especially in in that time period, the time period actually has a lot to do with why I have like an extra level or seven of tolerance for them, because for some reason, I just find myself a lot of the time anything seventies. I just like being lost in it, and I I don't know why. It, if if you narrow it down, well, I mean, like seventies movies a lot, but like these backwoods seventies horror movies, and like how like what the fucking shitty houses look like and stuff like that, the the landscape and everything, and you know, like it just looks menacing or just like there's something like some brooding horror lurking somewhere, you know, beneath the surface. Uh, that's why, like, movies like this, like, I get caught up in the syrup. Like, no matter how shitty they are, I'm just mm. like, yeah, I could look at something like this. And that's why, I, like, I pretty much the sole reason why I like this one more than Without Warning, even though technically Without Warning is superior, um, it's because it just has that look and feel. And, and yeah, uh, yeah I, I'll always be a sucker for it. I guess, like, without warnings, only superior, like, aesthetically, right? Maybe just because of the budget? Or, I mean, or, or, or stylistically, like, the camera moves sure, a little yeah. bit more. But aesthetically, three on a meat hook, I would take. Yeah? Okay. Fuck, what a... Yeah. We're, we're, we're definitely going to have to pick something, uh, a surefire hit. For, for, <laughs> yeah. Just to, to liven it up. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this one was... Uh... Tough one. It's going to be a short episode for sure. Yeah. Oh, you know, we should put in as much effort in talking about these movies as the people who made them put into making them. <laughs> I think we've already exceeded. Yeah. Yeah. We All right. Right now, the script for both of these movies would have been written in this amount of how long have we been talking? 53 minutes. All right. Oh, anything else to say? Three on a meat hook versus without warning. I'm all at three on a meat hook. Three on a meat hook. Three on a meat hook. Yeah. Fuck you. Three alien. Three on a meat hook. Alien. Uh, Alien. Contact details. Okay, yeah. Late night psychorama at gmail.com. Night spelled N I T E. And uh, we're on Instagram too. And Facebook. No one's emailed us. No one's emailed us. (laughs) There are rarely comments on Instagram. Let's go, people. We're not if you're making us feel like we're not doing our job because we're not inciting, you know, internet riots. I'm sure there's gonna be people who like love without warning who who listen to this. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, some dumb dickheads out there. But uh <laughs> But uh fuck you. <laughs> I got the microphone. You don't, so I win. Well, if that's all we have, we will return to our, our coffins as the sun is coming up. Good night. Bye now. We never introduced ourselves. Doesn't matter. Oh, so slow and miserable.
Yeah. 